At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up and welcome in to a football Friday here on The Edge of Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans. Taking the, well, he didn't take the day off. He had to work early this morning, so I'm flying solo. But we've got a good show on tap today. Aaron Rennie's going to be with us in 15 minutes as we go over his plays for the coming weekend and a little bit in the association. We've got quite a few games on the board in the NBA today, including actually an early game over in Los Angeles as the Clippers are currently taking on the Detroit Pistons as 11.5-point favorites. Scott Kellen is going to be with us in 30 minutes as we get his best bets and uh, look-aheads, maybe some team totals. Scott's been pretty good on the team totals this season. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming schedule in the National Football League. Uh, first, a quick look back at last night and some things to uh, recap, look at, and learn from, uh, because you always like to learn from the results of the day that was. First off, I want to start with the negative, right? Rip the Band-Aid off. Not a competitive contest for my boy Trevor Simeon in the New Orleans Saints yesterday. 31-6, the final score. The Buffalo Bills get the win on the road. It looked like potentially the Saints were going to be able to stick around. An interception of Josh Allen right before halftime keeps him in it. After, by the way, they gave up a touchdown, but it was called back because of a penalty, a legal man downfield. Uh, regardless, though, the Saints uh, do not get within the number, and pretty much a laugher. That was probably, or should have probably been, a lot uglier than the score indicates. But for the Saints, uh, real issues for this team offensively you know, as we move forward. 3.3 yards per play last night, a total uh, in terms of yardage, 190 for the New Orleans Saints, and an abysmal 5 of 14 on third down, and that's where they got absolutely killed. The Buffalo Bills were 8 of 13 on third down in this game, and that was a big difference maker uh, for this contest. But as we move forward, look, for the New Orleans Saints, uh, from an offensive standpoint against lesser competition on the defensive end, uh, may be worth looking at, and as we look ahead to uh, next week, if the market gets a little overzealous in terms of the power rating on the New Orleans Saints and diminishing it, maybe that's going to be worth a look. Uh, but the New Orleans Saints against some lesser competition on defense is going to be the way to go here. Trevor Simeon and this offense actually looked relatively solid against the Tennessee Titans, but the Tennessee Titans, as we know, are a relatively, we'll call them below average team defensively. Not so much for the Bills and not so much for that Bills secondary, which has graded out pretty well against opposing offenses, although, as we know, the opposing offenses haven't been that strong for the Buffalo Bills this season. And for Josh Allen, look again, turnovers pop up, two interceptions yesterday against the New Orleans Saints. But overall, solid performance. Stephon Diggs, absolutely incredible, especially burning Marshawn Lattimore. I think it was um, – was it Tariko on the call yesterday who said it was very good on very good, even though it was Lattimore who was sent skidding into the end zone as Stephon Diggs caught a touchdown. Uh, but 
I will say moving forward with the Buffalo Bills, I still think they're exactly who we thought they were in terms of a team that is hovering right around that 500 mark. Now they're 7-4. and four, But in terms of competing for a Super Bowl and being one of the best teams in the AFC, they're in that muck with all those other teams. We have no idea who the best team in that conference is. So Josh Allen got to cut down on the turnovers in the Buffalo Bills, though. Very solid performance overall and getting the win and cover. And I would assume not a great result for the books given where this number was at the beginning of the week at minus four and a half, closing in the range of seven and winning outright, getting the teasers, getting the cover, all of those things. So probably not the greatest result for the books in that contest, but everything evens out, right? Everything, of course, uh, it's all balanced, yin and yang, because that comes on the heels of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday losing outright to the Las Vegas Raiders. Good performance from Las Vegas overall, 36 to 33, the final score in overtime. Can I just say... So I, I've, this is one of the things that kind of bugs me. The Cowboys went off the seven-point favorite uh, game. I will let you guess at 36 to 33 whether or not went over the total of 50 and a half. Um, you know, little things always bug me, and I don't know why little things like this bug me. But, you know, in this game, there was a point near the end of the contest in which Rich Passaccia uh, is confronted with a choice. They kick a field goal, right? The uh, Raiders do. But there's a penalty on the field goal, and if you accept it, you're getting a fourth and two. Derek Carr was begging Versace to go back out there and go for it. They instead declined the penalty and uh, take the points. Ultimately, the Raiders win the game, but these head coaches got to get a little bit more aggressive, man. And, you know, some of you guys on Twitter also got to calm down and understand what win probability is. But regardless, the Raiders do a really good job yesterday offensively. We saw a little bit of this Raiders offense that was there at the beginning part of the season. Overall, 6.6 yards per attempt. 509 total yards that it does not include the numerous amount of penalties that were called last night, which was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but overall, the Raiders now keeping themselves alive in that playoff race in the AFC. And how about that guy, Deshaun Jackson, uh, actually finally showing up. Drew a pass interference call right in the end zone that got them down to the one-yard line. Also had a big play, of course, for a touchdown early on. Really, the speed showed off there, and his effect on the offense finally showed up. And you finally saw a sense of that big play offense that the Raiders have been looking for for a while now. So I think the Raiders, from an offensive standpoint, still plenty dangerous, but their defense still has its issues. Give up 6.4 yards per play, 373 through the air, and now it's with Dak Prescott missing two of his top three targets. So as we move forward here with the Las Vegas Raiders, it was clearly a pretty good bounce back and buy low spot for the Las Vegas Raiders and for the Dallas Cowboys, who seem to be slightly overvalued in a team that has some real flaws, kind of like all these teams. It's funny, we talk about the AFC you're going to tell me who the best team in the NFC is? Because I think it's kind of the same case for both conferences. We have no idea uh, who the best team is in either conference at this point right now. So with that, let's take a turn and look forward for the National Football League this coming weekend. A lot of games to get to in this block. We'll start with the sexiest of the games. We're going to go through all of them, of course, at some point in this show. Uh, Scott and ER are going to be with us, so we will discuss the games that they have on the card. So until then, let's talk about the ones that they don't have on the card. Surprisingly, the New York Jets and the Houston Texans did not make the bill uh, for either Aaron Renning or Scott Kellen. The Texans, a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 44-and-a-half here in this matchup. And I do have to say, uh, so for, uh, what's it called, the uh, Point Spread Weekly. So for Point Spread Weekly, I decided to use the Houston Texans in one of the selections there, laying two-and-a-half points. And it is not the most confident selection I've made in my entire lifetime in that in the uh, magazine. But it is worth mentioning a couple of things here. First off, you know, the Houston Texans, to paint, I guess, a rosy picture for the New York Jets, it's not like the Texans come in in great form. You know, Tyrod Taylor's first contest back against the Miami Dolphins, the offense looked disjointed, uh, looked uncomfortable. If you look at this matchup that they had and that they won against the Tennessee Titans, uh, not really great. 190 total yards, 3.1 yards per play for the Houston Texans, 15.8 yards per drive in that win over the Tennessee Titans. It was just that Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions. They recovered a fumble as well, and they were ultimately able to get a win as a 10, 10.5-point underdog. And in that loss to Miami that I mentioned, 4.1 yards per play and 19.4 yards per drive. For those who don't know, 19.4 uh, yards per drive is anemic and terrible. So not really the greatest performance for them. But New York has been pretty bad defensively. If you look at them, five out of six games they have lost in those six contests. Opponents averaging 37.6 points per game, 454.6 yards per game. And whatever metric you want to use, it's the worst defense in the National Football League. DVOA, 21.4% uh, worse than an average defense. EPA per play, uh, the worst in the National Football League. And PFF grades them as the worst defense by a mile. So from a defensive standpoint, there's certainly a possibility that this Houston Texans offense looks a little bit more like the one through the first game and a half in which Tyrod Taylor and the Texans looked unbelievable, given expectations coming into this year, uh, but not sure 
if it's the strongest side to be on into this game. The other side of this is the Jets are going to get Zach Wilson back. But how much better, if at all, does he make the offense is the real question here. If you look at this six-game sample size that we're talking about, in which the Jets have lost five out of six games, New York has committed 15 turnovers, and Wilson comes in not exactly the savior. Turnover with a play rate of 5%, one of the worst in the league, behind only, guesses, Mike White of the New York Jets. So how about that? It's, it's a cornucopia of greatness at quarterback for the New York Jets. Texans are the best defense in the league with 26 in EPA per play overall, 22nd against the run. So you can understand why the Texans are favored here. And again, home field not really worth that much, excuse me, in the National Football League this year. So while you're sitting here looking at this and saying, is the number telling us that the Jets are the better team? Not the case. Uh, home field advantage really isn't worth that much. Two and a half seems like a fair number for the Houston Texans, although I am surprised it's not at that full three, uh, given what we know about these two teams at this point right now. Next up, Philadelphia and the New York Giants. So this for me and Josh, um, Josh Applebaum and Mike Pritchard were just talking about this on Betting Across America, and I kind of echo some of the same sentiments that Josh had brought up. But just for me from a number of perspective, just analyze it like this. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the Eagles were in Detroit playing the Lions. They blew them out. It was 44-6. to But in that game, the Eagles closed as three-point favorites in Detroit. Now the Eagles are laying three and a half in New York. So a simple comparison there would tell you that, at least from a market rating perspective, the Giants are worse or power-rated worse than the Detroit Lions. But I think we all know that's not the case. We get it. The Giants have been in really poor form. They do have some injuries that they're dealing with at this point right now as well. And they're changing over their offensive coordinator but from a power rating perspective, it just seems that a team in Philly that is now 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games of playing really good football, that the pendulum's kind of swung maybe a little too far in the other direction. This is a team, keep in mind, this is a Philly team that's only closed as a favorite twice this year, one of them being on the road. That was a Lions game, right? So it's not like they've been a favorite multiple times this season. It's only been two times. The rest of those games have either been an underdog. They had a couple of games that closed as a pick. But regardless, just when you're talking about this from that perspective, it just – I always like to look for these spots in this instance. And for me, that's one of those where you're looking at this from a power rating perspective and thinking, you know what? It just it feels a little wrong here. Although betting on the Giants feels a little wrong. And I just got burned by them on Monday night, catching 11 points in the contest. So I don't think I want to put myself through that again. But never say never, because Sunday's a far way away. And maybe I'll find myself on that side again. All right. Really quickly, just want to remind you that you can bet on more than the final score with the one-game parlay at BetMGM. One-game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM, sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. You can place one-game parlay bets on football, soccer, and more. Go ahead and take your favorite player to score, the home team to cover, the over, and touchdowns. Try one-game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer and all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. All right, Aaron Rinning. And Scott Callen are going to be with us on the other side. We're going to discuss uh, a little bit of the association with ER2, but I actually, I'm really excited to get his thoughts on this Minnesota and San Francisco game because if you look at it from a pure matchup perspective, you know, San Francisco, as we know, their offense really runs through their ground game. Well, Minnesota, if you look at a lot of metrics, will focus on EPA per play defensively. Against the run, Minnesota is actually one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League, and I think they've got like three defensive linemen. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but their defensive line is extremely shorthanded coming into this game against the San Francisco 49ers, and it's a 49ers team that seems to be peaking and getting right right about this time of the season. So we'll discuss that and much more with Aaron Renning on the other side here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Friday, but not any Friday. It's Black Friday. And right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special here at VSIN, you're going to receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. With all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 bucks to buy Vison sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, by the way, uh, I was getting this comment. Uh, I've actually, shockingly enough, I, I say thank you to everybody who has reached out and uh, enjoyed the NBA coverage up to this point. But there's been a lot of questions about, like, hey, how do I get certain people's packages? All that. If you go to the VEASAN website, you want to sign up, you get everything, right? You get everything if you sign up for that football midseason special. There is no just hockey, just NBA. Nope, it's everything all under one umbrella. So check that out at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. With that, let's welcome in Aaron Renning. You can follow him on Twitter at ERSports1. He was on a great podcast centered around NBA handicapping on about Monday. You can check that out. Uh, me, JVT, I think is where you can find the link. I'm not really sure about that. But we'll talk football here, ER. Good to talk to you, bud. Let's start with Minnesota. Minnesota and San Francisco. I think it's a pretty intriguing matchup uh, when it comes to X's and O's and how the Vikings are going to match up with this run game of San Francisco. Market has come on strong for San Fran. This opened two and a half at the early part of the week. We're up to three and a half with a total of 48 and a half. How do you handicap it? JBT, thanks for having me on. Glad to be with you. I always think uh, one of the more underrated sports betting days of the year, the day after Thanksgiving, again, with so many sports, much stuff going on. But uh, well, yeah, look to Sunday here in this game. I, I did make uh, San Francisco with my numbers um, a, a little bit higher. I think, um, you know, Minnesota certainly played a, a very tough schedule, but uh, San Francisco, of course, coming out of the best division, uh, in my opinion, in the NFL here, uh, taking some money in this game. But I, I want to uh, kind of center and, and talk about where where my bet is here, and that's uh, under the total. Actually, uh, some money against me here. I bet under 48.5 earlier this week. Uh, moved to tick down to 48, but back up almost pushing 50 uh, in some spots. So I think still good value uh, to look under the total. And, and, and a lot of it centers around uh, San Francisco here uh, in this matchup. Actually, um their last couple of games definitely would have gone under this total with uh, 40 and 41 points scored uh, with the Rams and Jacksonville. And again, just kind of visually uh, watching this San Francisco team, they've, they've really changed uh, kind of their identity here. Uh, the last couple of games are um, you know, looking at kind of just wanting to run the football, uh, take up time of possession. You saw that uh, first drive against Jacksonville last week, take a lot of time. Uh, etc. Kind of play bully ball, if you will. And when things are working, and, and you win by 20, you win by 21 points. They're going to continue uh, to kind of do that things here. So I expect uh, kind of a similar game plan. Try to control the clock uh, with that run game. Take some pressure off uh, Jimmy G. And again, they've shown capable with that how they play uh, the offensive line, the running game. And I thought the defense has come around, created pressure on the quarterback, played a lot better. Uh, the last couple of weeks, obviously, you hold uh, Jacksonville down. Not that big of a deal, but 
probably more impressive what they did to the Rams before that. Uh, of course, the Vikings can be choppy and up and down how they play with from a totals perspective. Uh, talked about uh, the show last week over the total uh, as they scored 65 points uh, in that game against uh, Green Bay. But still, uh, you kind of have that conservative-style coach, a team that prefers uh, to at least establish the run if they can. So might be a little more low-scoring earlier, uh, first half under, but I, I do have a game total under 48-and-a-half here, Jamie. Uh, er, when you when you look at your numbers, then when it comes to Minnesota, like wh- where do you come out on with them? Because I do think, like for me, when I look at them, like uh, other than their run defense, they they come out statistically as a like a really good team. The results just haven't been there. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting team to evaluate and handicap. You know, it's it's funny if you go back what like a month ago uh, when they had that debacle on Sunday Night Football uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't bet Kirk Cousins anymore. I can't bet Minnesota anymore. And here they've come out of that, and I think they've covered every game since. So, you know, they've lost a little bit of manpower uh, from a defensive point. They were especially undermanned, uh, not last game against Green Bay, but but the game before that. But, you know, Zimmer generally still finds a way. They, they're a little bit more of a team that wants to, you know, get in position and, you know, really play better in the red zone, which I think is kind of the, the way to do things in the NFL right now. So the numbers maybe are not maybe a sparkle. And you have to remember they played such a tough schedule as well. So uh, still very, uh, you know, still very capable here on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, Vikings, uh, when you look at what they've done, as you mentioned, since then, uh, three consecutive covers for the Minnesota Vikings since that loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night in Cooper Rush. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game up on your card. Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the market just continues to move in one direction here. Rams now as high as two. In one shop on the screen with a total of 47. Of course, as you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, dealing with that fractured pinky toe. And ER really struggled against the Minnesota Vikings dealing with that toe. 23 of 33, 385, four touchdowns, no <laughs> interceptions, and 11 yards per attempt. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, really, because, um, you know, I don't know why. Certainly some money has come in um, uh, for the Rams, and I'm, some of that is my money. I took a plus price. Uh, earlier in the week here uh, with the Rams. And, and money has come in under the total as well. I mean, you know, I, I think there was some thought, uh, and it actually would make some sense uh, for Aaron Rodgers to, to miss this game. I think they have a bye week the following week and to try to get healthy. They have a pretty good record. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't seem to be the case here. Aaron Rodgers is expected to play. but um, And we'll see if uh, he's hampered a little bit by that injury a little bit more. Uh, in this game, you would think at some point he's probably, or I guess he's not maybe as mobile uh, as he would be. Uh, although, you know, it seems like at times he can still uh, maneuver and, and get the yardage uh, necessary. But, you know, really, you know, it, at some point, uh, you wonder how he's able to deal with uh, some of the pressure that the Rams can provide. Obviously, Von Miller expected to make some a little bit more of an impact uh, as the season moves forward. He's had, uh, you know, almost a month. Uh, with this team should be at least more full or better better from a healthy standpoint um, with a couple weeks off in the bye week. But, you know, this is a Rams spot uh, that I kind of want to back them. Obviously, they're off uh, two somewhat embarrassing losses against Tennessee, uh, where they did absolutely nothing right. Obviously, their defense still played well in that game. Uh, their offense just put them in bad spots. And then uh, really dominated against San Francisco two weeks ago. But, you know, it's a well-coached team. They've had two weeks to kind of figure it out, uh, lick their wounds, if you will. So I would think uh, they're sitting on perhaps their best game uh, of the year uh, and take a move forward, have some adjustments here from an offensive uh, perspective against the Green Bay defense that I still think uh, can be had. Uh, certainly saw that last week against uh, the Vikings, where the Vikings, for the most part, uh, went up and down the field. Uh, in that game. But again, you know, the Packers are down a little bit on that offensive line. It was Jenkins from last year or last week. And, you know, they just continued to kind of miss some key pieces to the puzzle for this team. I think it, against a team like the Rams uh, here, that uh, catches up with them. And again, favorable spot here 
uh, for the Rams, I think, to get the job done on Sunday. All right, let's transition over to the NBA. Like you mentioned it's a great sports day. We've got a lot of college football underway right now and later into the night. Uh, we, of course, have the NBA tonight, too. So let's go to Hornets and Timberwolves. Uh, right now, screen showing 2.5 with a total of 226. That's up from the opener, 224.5 ER. Two teams that are in really good form. Uh, one, the Timberwolves, uh, in a very big way, ripping off wins and looking really good in the process. But what do you make of this matchup here? Uh, boy, I'm looking forward to this one, JVT. I know you are as well. Minnesota, I think both of our under, uh, underrated lists coming into the season didn't exactly play like that the first couple of weeks. It was a little choppy up and down. But, yeah, as we mentioned now, uh, five straight wins here for the T-Wolves looking very good uh, in doing that. They haven't played quite as well uh, on the road. And, um, again, some of this good play was at home. But, um, you know, I think kind of the key matchup and key thing to look at here uh, with the T-Wolves expected to be without uh, Patrick Beverly, who's really been a very good leader uh, for this team. I think especially from a defensive perspective, he's gotten this team uh, to play a little bit more defense and be a little bit more of a consistent team. So uh, he's expected to be out certainly tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe for the foreseeable future. But it matters because they don't have a lot of depth uh, at the guard position obviously matched up against a team with uh, good guards, with uh, Lonzo Ball, et cetera, here uh, for the Hornets. So I'm uh, a little bit concerned. I'm really interested to see uh, how this team, again, uh, will play on the road, uh, et cetera. But, you know, again, with Beverly out, I expect the T-Wolves' the uh, defense to regress uh, a little bit, uh, have probably a little bit uh, more pace, as Beverly has kind of orchestrated things a little bit in the half court for them. Uh, as well so probably lean here towards the Charlotte uh, I do have a bet here uh, over the total uh, in this one I still view Charlotte as was well one of the more uh, high scoring teams in the NBA yep would agree with that ER we are up against it so we'll have to put uh, the analysis on Lakers Kings aside but good to talk to you man thank you uh, very good. Thank you, JBT. Have a good one. Good luck to everyone. You got it. All right, come back. Get ER, uh, excuse me, uh, Scott Kellen's thoughts on what he thinks of the National Football League weekend to come. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Draft a killer lineup and hunt down a win with the Gridiron Grudge Match presented by Amazon's Hannah. Play free fantasy football and fight for your share of $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Prime Video Hannah now to get in on the action. Amazon, work hard, have fun, make history. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's welcome in Scott Kellen, football handicapper, contest winner, Sixth Sense NFL up on Twitter. Uh, Scott, always good to talk to you. I hope your Thanksgiving was well, sir. So let's get right into it uh, with one of the more intriguing games on the board from a number perspective, the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. The look-ahead line here for the New England Patriots was two and a half last week. Well, <laughs> that is long gone. The, the Tennessee Titans are now catching seven with a total of 43 and a half. And actually, there's a couple of spots with some altered juice in favor of the seven. We're talking about minus seven, minus 120, minus seven, minus 115. This is a massive swing in favor of the Patriots. While warranted, it seems pretty strong, Scott. But what do you got in this game? Uh, yeah, happy Friday day, JVT. And, and yes, and, uh, and I'm biting on it, I guess. Uh, I like uh, New England here. Now, you could play this one of two ways. Um, we could play it in a teaser, get it down to one. Um, and we'll talk about another game that I think it's it's very good to tease with. Uh, I actually teased it with uh, Buffalo from last night. Uh, but even if you want to lay the seven, um, I've got this game priced at about nine and a half right now. So I still have value on New England here. First of all, my ratings have not really uh, propped up Tennessee very well this year at all. I went against them with Houston last week. Uh, you know, Houston wasn't great in that game, and it was more of Tennessee mistakes and not being focused. But Injuries are really starting to pile up for Tennessee now. No Julio Jones. We know that. He's been out for a couple of weeks. They're now going to be out without A.J. Brown. The last time they played without both those guys, they went to New York and lost outright to the Jets. Uh, on defense, they lost Bud Dupree a couple of weeks ago. Looks like David Long, their linebacker, is going to be out. They've got some injuries in the secondary as well. Uh, and then you got a Pats team, which is relatively healthy uh, coming to town, uh, or actually at home, of course, but... Uh, I just think it's a bad matchup here. Tennessee, 26th in, in the league in allowing the lowest sack percentage. 
Patriots' sixth best in pressure rate. So Tannehill, especially without those key receivers, he figures to be under pressure all day long. And very quietly, New England now third best in the league in big pass plays of 20 yards or more. Meanwhile, Tennessee dead last in the league in generating big pass plays, uh, and that's not going to help them without the receivers in this game. So the Pats figure to be able to get some chunk yards uh, down the field, which should help them. And I just don't see Tennessee being able to score a lot of points against this very good Patriots defense, uh, especially with all the injuries at receiver for New England. So you can lay it. I think there's still value there. Uh, in a teaser, though, I think it's a very good play with tennis, uh, with New England as well. Yeah, and I would agree with the sentiment, too. I mean, by, my, uh, by my own power ratings uh, notes and then a lot of other metrics, Scott, uh, the Tennessee Titans, despite the record, just don't come out as a really great team. DVOA standards, they're only 18th in terms of overall DVOA. So uh, there's a lot of signs that this Tennessee Titans team is uh, on its way down the standing. So we'll see if that's going to continue to be the case against the New England Patriots. All right, let's go. Uh, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, the future uh, of your regular spots on the show are at stake, Scott, considering my love for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but what do you say here, Colts uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, catching three at home, a total right now in the range of 53, and good news today as Quentin Nelson was a full participant in practice. Hey, well, first of all, I feel pretty good. I think my uh, right. future uh, you know, participation on this show will be okay because I do like the Colts here, JVT. And certainly interested in your opinion because I know you follow them very closely. But um, Indianapolis coming in, three-game winning streak here. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a fantastic matchup for them mm -hmm. uh, with Indy's secondary a little bit uh, shaky this year. They don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Tampa Bay doesn't allow a lot of pressure. Uh, so that could set up favorably for Tampa Bay. But I still like Indy. I like the way they're playing here. We've got a Tampa Bay team 0-5 against the spread as a road favorite this year. They're 0-3 against the spread versus winning teams. They're going to play the Colts here, who are, are really getting healthy. Uh, and it's good to hear. I didn't even see that about Nelson. That was one of my checkpoints on this. Vita Bay, Devin White uh, on the defensive side. Looked like they're going to be game-time decisions. Um, I think Evans is going to go, although he was a little limited this week. Um, but I make the line 3-3.5, so I think it's a, it's a fair line. Last week, I had a ton of really great situations on Minnesota. They came through. This week, that team is the Colts. There are the Colts. So Colts coming home off a, uh, a road win, facing Tampa off a uh, home win. Colts uh, home dogs here. Those teams are now 75 and 40 against the spread. Very good situation for the Colts. And road, road favorites coming uh, on the road as a road favorite off a Great defensive performance at home like the Buccaneers uh, last week generally do not perform very well as well. So we've got from a situational standpoint, this is a very good situation for the Colts. Um, and they're getting points here. And again, I, I would probably make this line closer to three. Um, and this thing might possibly trick up to three and a half. I like the Colts here. Uh, I just think it's a good situation, even though the matchup isn't perfect for them. But they're playing so well right now. And we have not really seen Tampa Bay against the better teams blow any of those teams away, especially on the road. I just think it's a good spot, good situation for the Colts in this game. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. And I think, too, the fact that you're not going to get in. If Antonio Brown had been active for this one, Scott, I'd probably be a lot more tepid in terms of my support for the Colts here. But the fact that he's not going to be out there, that Ali Marpet is doubtful to play, too. So the offensive line a little dinged up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, helps out Indianapolis a lot. And their strength is that running attack. And Vita Vea, which is a big part of the strength for Tampa Bay up the middle, as you mentioned, questionable the game time decision along with Devin White. And even if they do play, uh, I would still think that this Colts team is able to at least run uh, the ball to a certain extent, given how strong they have been in that facet of their game. All right, let's go to the Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers uh, have been scuffling a little bit here. Had a, I guess, a good performance against the Steelers on Sunday night. Uh, but <laughs> Justin Herbert has uh, kind of been up and down over the last few weeks. So now they're on the road against the Denver Broncos. Screen right now shows Chargers two and a half on the verge of going to three with a total of 48. What say you? Yeah, I, so I like the Broncos here, uh, JVT, and I think you could play this in a number of ways. Uh, we talked about that teaser with New England at two and a half, getting through the three and a seven, uh, six-point teaser getting eight and a half. I think it's a great play for the Broncos. Uh, Chargers have only won one game by more than six points this year. They, as we saw in that game against Pittsburgh, even if they get big leads, they tendily typically let the other team back in the game. So I don't see the Chargers winning this game uh, by a large number. So a teaser is certainly in play here. Um, if you get three, I think you could play Denver. My numbers actually have Denver slightly favored in this game. And the other way I played this game is I like Denver over the team total points of 22 and a half. Uh, I got Denver scoring about 27 points in this game. So 
Broncos coming off their bye week. They may get Bradley Chubb back at linebacker or edge rusher. That would be huge for them. Chargers number 32 in the league in, in run defense. That should allow Denver to have some success running the ball, which I think will also open up uh, play action to the receivers. Now that the receivers are fairly healthy uh, coming off the bye week, uh, I think they could get some big plays down the field as well. And Vic Fangio, he is actually 6-0 and against the spread as a home dog versus teams who did not make the playoffs that year. Yes, the Chargers may make the playoffs this year. Uh, they're certainly in it right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But they're still an average team, not an elite team. And Denver's 2-0 against the spread versus the Chargers uh, the last two years. They won this game here 31-30 last year, 23-20 the year before. So they've been very competitive against this team at home as well. Um, so... The fact that I think Denver has a chance to win this game, I think over the team total points, you could tease them as well. Uh, and last thing here, you could even play this game over the total. I've got it higher, uh, about 50 points. Eight of 11 Justin Herbert road games have totaled 50 or more points, including, again, that 61 points here last year when they played. Uh, so all those items I think could be in play. Officially for the show, we'll make it over the team total of 22.5 points for Denver. Only two teams in the AFC West with a positive point differential. The Kansas City Chiefs, and the Denver Broncos. So uh, the Kansas City, you would think that these two teams, when you look at them, the Chargers are the better team. Uh, but from at least that standpoint, Broncos, better than the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, let's go to Sunday night, Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, this is an intriguing spot, I think, for Cleveland, Scott. Like, I actually kind of can't shake the fact that the market uh, is right in driving this down to three and a half of the total of 47. We know that both quarterbacks are going to play in this game as they were both uh, participants in the most latest practice for their respective teams. How do you handicap this? Uh, I, I lean a little bit to Cleveland. I don't know if I'll play him or not, JVT, but I, I do lean that way. But I like the game over the total. Huge divisional matchup, obviously. And uh, first thing I noticed when the schedule came out, the Browns will play this game. They'll go on a bye. They'll come back home and get yep. the Ravens again, back-to-back -back games. Um, but I think the Browns are getting healthy here, too. They're going to get right tackle Jack Conklin back, Kareem Hunt back. This will be the first time since week five, I believe, that Hunt and Chubb, they'll have that two-headed monster. They've scored 26 or more points in four or five, four of those five, first five games when those two played. I think that helps them out as well. Baltimore, by the way, on the side part, just three and nine against the spread as a home favorite of seven or less with Jackson starting. So they haven't been great there. But the last thing that really helps the over here, I think, too, since the beginning of last year where Cleveland's finally started playing well, so beginning of 2020, They've allowed 33 or more points in seven of their last eight games as a road dog, but they've also scored 29 or more in five of those games. Um, I think both these teams can score the ball, uh, and obviously, like I said, Cleveland tends to give up points on the road as an inferior team. I think over the total of 47 here is a very good play uh, in this game. Scott Kellum, you can follow him on Twitter at SixthSenseNFL. Scott, it's good to talk to you, sir. Thanks for the time today. All right, good luck. Thanks. Talk to you later. You got it. Yeah, really fascinating matchup there. If you look at Baltimore defensively, how about this by Football Outsider? 17th and second level yards allowed per carry, 1.2, and 31st at open field yards allowed per carry at 1.06. So uh, it bodes well, potentially, for some big run plays for the Cleveland Browns. All right, on the other side, we got about four games left on the board to handicap. We have best bets as well. Best bets from humans, even though he's not here. So we got all that last few minutes here on the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, Best Bets, and this segment of The Edge. Brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to look at a store near you that's zyn.com slash find warning product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical all right so got a couple of best bet things to get through for myself and for matt humans then we'll get to the last few games on the board in the national football league first a recap from last night two games that were on the middle game and the late game and a split the saints what a number plus four and a half against the buffalo bills jumped the gun a little early on monday didn't really matter though huh um they do not get close to covering any one of the numbers. 31-6, to 6, the final score there. But the Raiders, as eight-point underdogs, get the win outright. So go up to 23-17 on the year. Colts plus three for the weekend coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about with Scott Kellen with agree with all the sentiments there. Uh, very good news for those who weren't with us when we were talking with Scott. That one, Quentin Nelson, is a, uh, was a full participant practice today, and it looks like he is going to be able to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So a Colts team that had been really banged up for quite a few weeks at the beginning of the year, uh, pretty much fully healthy, and they're going to go into this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers catching three with a full squad on deck. We'll also add a little bit of a six-point teaser here, and we'll get to the uh, matchup analysis uh, momentarily, but Dolphins plus eight, Packers plus seven and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. I will say, since we talked about this game, we're not going to spend any much more time on it, but uh, it is incredible the way the market continues to move in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. Like, the market hasn't already accounted for the fact that Aaron Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and 11.7 yards per attempt and no interceptions against the Minnesota Vikings is dealing with a toe injury. So, pretty interesting. Give me the Packers, plus seven and a half on the second leg of a six-point teaser. With that, next up, NBA. Didn't have any plays from yesterday because there was no basketball yesterday, but three, four today. A couple of these have moved. Uh, first off, Thunder, plus seven and a half against the Washington Wizards. Uh, again, all these write-ups available early in the morning up on vcin.com slash JVT, but uh, pretty simple. We'll just stick with the theme that the Washington Wizards uh, are a little overvalued and making their way down a little bit on the standings, given the fact that, one, their defense uh, is a little trouble defending the rim. It's been a little bit of a problem over these last few games. Popped up quite a bit in this little one and four straight up an ATS slump that they are in right now. Uh, also, their offense, 28.4% from deep in their last five games, negative 10.8 net rating in those five games. And trust me, this is not a little bit of an aberration for the shooting. This is a bad shooting team. So I'm going to continue to play against the thought that the Wizards are a little overvalued. And the Thunder are undervalued. They are 10-2 and two against the spread in the month of November. Pacers minus 3.5 against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, again, kind of going with this thing, like as you go along throughout the NBA season, right, you know, you find ebbs and flows in terms of certain parts of the schedule for teams uh, where they're being undervalued or overvalued. The Pacers, I think, are a team uh, that had been undervalued to a certain extent until the market got a little out ahead of itself against the Lakers and made them 6.5-point favorites. Uh, but minus 3.5 against the Raptors. OG and Anobi, of course, still questionable to play here. But Raptors defense falling off a cliff, 111.7 per 100 possessions in non-garbage time, 68% allowed at the rim, 37% allowed from the perimeter. And the Pacers coming in as one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the NBA. Toronto, bottom of the league in terms of second-chance points allowed and offensive rebounding rate allowed. I think it's a matchup that works well for Indiana, minus 3.5 there. Uh, And then the Celtics. This is the biggest move of the day. You know, it's funny, again, so I would stress, always pay attention if you're going to handicap on a night-to-night basis in the NBA – 
what these teams are talking about and what is going on with these teams, right? So Jalen Brown, for example, pops up on the injury report for the last two games for Boston as questionable. We saw that game against Brooklyn where he's on the injury report, but if you had actually paid attention to what the team was saying, you knew that he was going to play, right? Yet he's officially announced. The market overreacts. He gets all the way to Boston minus one and a half. They lose that game by I think it was around 20. But regardless, pay attention to these things. I think we knew that Jalen Brown in the Celtics were dealing with this. He's going to be questionable every single day. Celtics open two and a half. It's up to four and a half now against the San Antonio Spurs. So hopefully you can improve on the record so far throughout the season. It's been a good start. Hopefully that continues. And then this will echo what Matt Eumanns has uh, in college basketball. Uh, get involved later tonight. Duke plus the 8.5 against Gonzaga. Uh, I kind of sat on the sidelines waiting for the opportunity to play against the Zags. Gonzaga's been brilliant, right? Uh, played them, uh, played against them with Texas in that matchup back at home. But uh, on a neutral court here against a Duke team that obviously has NBA personnel out on the floor, really physical nature with Boncaro and Keel. Like, this is going to be uh, a team that is going to be, I think, pressing of the matter within four feet of the basket, being able to get a little bit more physical with his ass will be better in transition. So I'm going to take the shot here that maybe, just maybe now, is the uh, buy low spot for a Zags opponent. Take eight and a half with a Duke team that I have a lot of respect for. So Duke plus eight and a half in college hoops tonight against Gonzaga. Uh, we'll grade Matt Ewan's plays really quickly. Uh, two game split for him because we were on the same plays from yesterday. So Raiders plus eight against the Dallas Cowboys is a win for him. Saints plus five against the Bills, a loss for him. Similar plays for uh, Humans. The three in the National Football League, for those who weren't with us throughout the week, Colts plus three versus the Buccaneers. Steelers plus four and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Green Bay Packers, a pick versus the Los Angeles Rams. Packers now up to a one and a half point dog at home. College football for Matt Eubens, as we know. Matt likes to get a little frisky when it comes to college football. The list is long. To recap for those who weren't with us, Boise State earlier today actually goes down to San Diego State. Looked like Boise State had it in the bag, but ultimately San Diego State rips off, I think it was uh, 26, 24 consecutive points. Comes away with a victory there. So San Diego State with the winner. Ohio State minus 8 versus Michigan. Penn State pick versus Michigan State. Notre Dame minus 19 over Stanford. LSU catching 6.5 over Texas A&M. And BYU minus 6.5 over USC. And I would assume... I would assume that Matt Eumanns echoes all the sentiments I talked about with Gonzaga and Duke. Duke plus 8.5 over Gonzaga. Uh, how about this? Georgetown, San Diego State, under 133. 79, I think it was 79 points at halftime. Looked like it was going to be a back-and-forth game, high-scoring fair. Uh, does not happen. Under 133 win there for Eumanns last night. Duke plus 8.5, 851 on the board tonight. All right, with that, a couple more games to get to in the National Football League before we get you out of here. Uh, not the best one on the board, but interesting, again, from a power rating perspective. Atlanta on the road against Jacksonville this coming weekend. So we saw a look ahead here of Atlanta and Jacksonville pick. But ultimately now the Falcons, two-point favorite with a total of 45 and a half. Uh, the relationship the betting market has with the Atlanta Falcons is pretty fascinating uh, given the way that it is toggled back and forth between respect against bad teams, uh, a lack of respect against good teams, which – I think it's played out to the point where they don't really deserve a lot of respect. Case in point, the Cowboys matchup just a couple of weeks ago and the New England Patriots matchup on Thursday. But it just seems uh, like a, t a tall task, I'll put it that way, to trust the Falcons to lay points on the road. Uh, if you go back, actually, say, what, like a month ago on the road against Miami, they closed as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Ultimately, though, if you remember, uh, that game got to as high as two-and-a-half-three before closing at that one-and-a-half mark. Ultimately needed a late field goal to win that game because they gave up the lead after forcing two really bad turnovers from Tua Tungabailoa in that contest. But regardless, the Falcons road favorites here. No strong opinion. I would say that, again, I don't think Atlanta's at the point where even if home field advantage is not worth much, if anything, this year, uh, that you're swallowing points in any situation on the road. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have shown really no signs of improving. So you can understand the market and the direction that it has gone up to this point. As far as the total is concerned to that game as well, uh, 45 and a half or 46. And actually, there's some ranging totals out there, 46 and a half on the board too. So three different numbers for you to attack as a better. Now, this one's pretty fascinating, and that's why I included uh, Miami on the board here in terms of a, a teaser play. Carolina Panthers on the road against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, right now, you're talking about two and some spots two and a half for the Carolina Panthers. It's just simply this. Like, I don't power rate the Panthers that high. The offensive line is one of the worst in the National Football League. It looked like it was going to be a pretty solid spot against Washington. Ultimately, not the case for that Panthers team. Yes, they are healthier, especially offensively. But at the same time, when you look at the difference between these two teams, I don't really think it's that much. And uh, when I'm able to tease up the Dolphins, you can, you can see my trust level. I'm not going to take the two, but I'll tease them up to about eight, eight and a half. Uh, I think that's the way to go here. I, when there's not much, if anything, separating these two teams, I made this much closer to a pick, sitting around one. 
I think that this is a, a prime opportunity to get this through those two key numbers of three and seven, catch eight, eight and a half, and sit back and see if the Dolphins can stay within that number at home against the Panthers team that kind of has been overvalued this season in certain instances, and this might just be one of them because uh, the Dolphins and the Panthers, not much separating the two. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, the last one at least for this coming weekend worth of action. Uh, the Steelers, of course, coming off of that loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's the matchup for me, right? Because if you go back to that game, and humans have brought this up multiple times this week, the Bengals actually didn't perform that well uh, with their passing attack against the Las Vegas Raiders. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe were able to get after Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, remember, there's a difference between right facing the blitz and facing pressure. Joe Burrow has been great against the blitz. He has not been so great under pressure. And so are the Steelers going to be able to generate that pressure without bringing a ton of blitzes because if they're going to do that, go back to that Ravens game, which Joe Burrow picked him apart. But the Raiders were able to do that without blitzing a lot of guys, but the Steelers do like to do that. So that's the matchup for me because one of his lowest grades as a passer this year and throughout his career, Joe Burrow, has been under pressure. It has not worked in certain instances, and that offensive line has seemingly taken a step back here over the last couple of weeks. Steelers have the ability to do that, and we know, of course, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, back from the COVID protocol. Looks like he's going to be out there for the Steelers. So that Steelers back um, backfield defensively. Looks like it's going to be a little bit stronger coming into this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, with that, we're all done. Made it through without humans. The show will go on. Humans, of course, will be back on Sunday for the opening lines, as will I. Also be back here on The Edge on Monday. Happy Black Friday. Make sure to check out those deals up on vcin.com. And until then, enjoy the weekend. Good luck and enjoy My Guys in the Desert coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.